This isn't just a college football game. Number one Clemson visits number four Notre Dame. And here come the Irish. This is the paw print versus solid gold. Dabo versus Kelly. My name is Fire, Fury, Power. My name is Tyron Williams, Michael. Legend. Touchdown. New Yonkalale, firing deep ball downfield. Touchdown. This isn't just a college football game. Touchdown. This is TC and Jake. You know it's a big deal when they get Ice Cube, dude. I'm going to allow you that one. Like there's a question? I'm going to allow you that one. I get the rest of the year to be in my zone. Asterisk? No asterisk. Okay. He did fucking line the horns up against that guy. He's the third best quarterback in the goddamn country. No, look, it was a fun game. But, uh, you know, I definitely feel like they're going to not only lose the ACC championship game, but... Someone's going, I'm interested in how the committee treats COVID. You get this sometimes. Yeah, you know, Jake, they might, but they fucking won on Saturday. (laughs) So these hypotheticals aren't that interesting to me. Yeah, they're just so boring. (laughs) You thought that was boring? No, no, the game was fun. They're just a boring team. I like Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk? is. What do you mean it's a boring team? It's boring. Jeremiah Wusukoromo is the most exciting defensive player in the country. (laughs) I think that's, how could that not be more clear? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't care that much, though, to be honest. I mean, I guess running and stopping the run really, you know, uh, why would football fans like that, Jake? <laughs> All right. Go watch fucking basketball. <laughs> boring. I, I probably will at some point. I mean, more in my teeth. More suited. Uh, not that I can see. Okay. Had some chips. Oh, congratulations. Stop to get a water and some fuel on the way over. And a couple Doritos. <laughs> That's looking pretty good over there. They have the nacho cheese flavor built in? Oh, I don't did. even have to apply cheese to them? They did, yeah. Wow. Which goes a long way with my, like, I can't tell you the last time I bought a candy bar. Yeah, I mean, it's been at least a week. Are you still banging candy bars? Nah, not as a regular thing, but uh, certainly more frequently than whatever it sounds like you're talking about. Like when we got, when we had leftover Halloween candy, we just threw it all out. Ah, no. It just just doesn't do much for me. I was thinking like last night, a couple hours after dinner, that little late night hunger. Most people probably go ice cream. Mm -hmm. I just reheated more lasagna. And I think... Gross. It, it it seemed gross at the time. Again, I, I think that my penchant for just more sauce, spice, meat, cheese, carb, although this one was no meat, It it's just any time I'm thinking about having sweets, I'm thinking, but I could just have a fistful of rotisserie chicken. I mean, that's obviously not true. Why? Sweets uh, affect the satiety response differently. This is a... Uh... This is all up in the you're wrong about, about obesity. Very good stuff. Sweets affect the what? You're, how hungry you are. You, you don't get hung, Like, if you're hungry and you, you eat sweets. Later. Well, no, if you're hungry and you eat sweets, it, like, you're still going to be hungry. Like, everyone knows that. Your oh. mom will tell you that, you know, don't eat that crunch bar for lunch. That's not going to work. 
Yeah. So like I when I, when I know I know when my stomach's full because uh, a lot of times I'll smoke a big bowl and then go find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can add uh, sweets onto that way more than you can add like a fucking piece of lasagna onto that. It's a couple pieces. Because uh, I find that like in the in the health game, like in the not even diet but like fitness foods. It's way too concentrated on giving people shit that tastes like dessert. Like that's a way more popular angle for that. Like obviously yeah, you kind of have you, to do it for protein shakes. You're you, not going to sell cheese flavored way. But know. if Give you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you definitely have different taste buds than the regular populace on. Like obviously I like sweets more than they do. But I think they're closer to me than you. I don't. I, yeah, no, I don't I agree. fight for that and everything. Yeah, I agree. And that, like, if they made like a pastrami muscle milk, I would drink one in the <laughs> afternoon every day. It sounds so fucking gross. And you know, it's it's uh, it's always chocolate. Have you ever thought about bottling up soup? I think I've probably done that, but I think that was mostly just whenever <laughs> I was taking it to the station, like for overnights, and didn't have tough. See, that's another problem. What am I supposed? How are you supposed to microwave soup at work? Like you can't, you. I mean, whatever bowl you put, like I don't, I don't know that that's true. Okay, so I think you just put it in the microwave. Standard Tupperware, right? That you would probably store soup in at home. That's not some. That's not really a vessel for eating, because usually it's rectangular. I mean, they make circular ones, obviously, but they're not made as something you eat out of. Particularly when it's like a lit, like a stew, a soup, or a chili. So now you have to bring a separate bowl to work. I had styrofoam bowls at work most of the time we worked there. Small, though. And Very that, small. And the problem there, too, is now, because you can't microwave styrofoam. So now, you, well, I mean, you can. Okay. Uh, you can. Taking that note. You can. It's just gross. Like, it's not like foil that's going to catch on fire. But you can do it. But now, I'm in this spot where I have to transfer my soup, chili, or stew. Do I do it before I heat it up? And I try to pour it out? It's just not practical like someone needs to come up with a and i'm sure they're out there a line of bowl of soup sized tupperware with lid and then when you packed it up at night you could parse it out into your separate servings and take that in i bet you could buy i'm that fucked right now at dan's house that's just because it'd be like if i tried to eat soup right here that's about what my setup is like it's good to do the show but like there's no you don't have a lot of area kind of, it's just not not good yeah i mean i i've always just thought that it was an odd decision to eat in the middle of the show well so i typically do it right before yeah like when we wrap up at eleven forty-five on the i phone. need that energy yeah but also could, could get you a little burpee that's true and but so is eating in the middle of the show i very rarely eat in the middle it's either right at the start or Shit is just too hectic, and I'll eat it like two thirty when things are starting to kind of wind down. I just mean like during. Yeah, like I don't mean literal middle. Yeah, I that's eating while broadcasting not ideal. It's funny too because people have always complained about that, and they're just like, "Well, why don't you just eat or eat before or eat after?" And I think you yes. have to try to think about uh, your okay. So people know we're meeting at eleven, right? And typically that's in a conference room with four other people. Like it's not really a that's not a place you eat necessarily. Neither is the studio. Uh, I actually would say that's probably a little bit more. Your you have more. You're spaced out. It's only two of you in there. I would just eat at like ten thirty. 
See, and that so that's what I was getting to is that you would either have to eat pretty much at ten thirty or four. Yeah. So I'd probably do both. A bit of a weird way to set your day up. Not any weirder than all the other concessions that that shift demands. I mean, I think it's that's probably weirder than just eating in breaks. No, I. I mean, eating I, during a I, segment, I can guarantee you, I've never done. I've I feel certainly seen people do it. It's not weirder, and uh, also, I'm. I just mean from like a, and you know, people's experiences are different on this, but I, I think that everyone is sensitive to it somewhat, and may just not like be super aware of it. Uh, just you need you you do need that energy, like the, you need what the fruit is providing you in order to perform the job. Well, yeah, but I mean, I usually by the time I get there at ten thirty, I've already had like two meals like you know get up and have a pastrami protein shake at 6 a.m and then have like big bag of nuts at well, 10 then you shouldn't have any problem getting to through to four so that's still a long time eight to four nine to four you just said you're eating the nuts at 10 yeah i mean in that range i mean i try to consume food every three hours but the point is it would be a lot easier if instead of Peanut butter, chocolate, crispy, almond, mint, peppermint, protein bar, all in one. Just give me one that tastes like thigh. I don't know. Uh, This is not the focus this week. I can't believe you dragged me into talking about eating for this long. No, let's just uh, start drive one. Uh, First play wiped out by penalty. Second play, 65 yards to the house, Kyron Williams. That's just a regular outside zone. Uh, I think that you're going to see the baby Gronk and uh, and Liam Eikenberg are kind of the big the big contributors in that. Have you watched this yet? Uh, watch this video. Okay. So yeah, certainly the, you've heard about the Hunter hard drive. Yes. Have yes. you watched any of the contents? Um. Well, someone Jenny was uh, saying that someone was doing something bad and sending him to her when she didn't want to see him, which is fucked up. And I support her right to not be harassed online. Um. But they were trying to harass her with a picture of Hunter Biden snorting coke, and I was like, "Well, I am Doesn't interested. Seem like harassment. I am interested in that. Well, like the chick's naked. I think that he's naked. You're about to find out." But I'm just saying, like, sending it to a lady you don't know online oh, I would say sending sounds like harassment a video to, to me. Anybody you don't know online is... Um, so this is Hunter Biden. This is on his allegedly. Uh, hard drive. It's allegedly Hunter Biden. And uh, you're just going to skip past it. It's like 15 minutes long, so unless you're looking to whip it out, I don't think we have time. I mean, you know... And I don't really know how this ended up online. I would imagine we may have to even black this out whenever we put this up. Um, but it's Hunter, it's someone who's alleged to be Hunter Biden receiving a food. What's this stuff? Just fast forward. It's they, they do a little setup like that. They're, um, releasing it so that they can harm the Biden campaign. Who are these people? Don't know. Don't care. The point is I've never actually seen somebody get a foot job before. I mean, you know, they got a lot of videos of that. And the first one I've ever seen is allegedly Hunter Biden. And I got to tell you, absolute hog. Hunty? Yeah. Now you can see here he's filming it. And he's getting a full on. And I guess I never really knew exactly how they would do that. And it's more probably of, it's very like a scissor right? pose. Yeah, probably a lot of different ways. But that looks pretty efficient. 
Yeah, not for me. I haven't seen that. Not, no part of this is making me think. <laughs> Fast that forward I do a little bit, uh, and then you know to what? Whatever. Oh my god. There's a part where you know he's. Yeah, try like the middle. Oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's smoking crack. He's smoking something. So you don't like? So you're not comfortable with us putting this? I mean, I guess it get taken off YouTube anyways. Yeah. I don't know. You don't what's what's the there. point of making these videos if we can't include the video part of it, dude? Well, still got audio. Look, and now he's like kind of he's like wrapping her toes around. He's like, look, yeah, come on, look over here. This one goes over here. Now do this one down here. Now this one right With here. With one at hand, the, the other hand is still <laughs> holding a crack pipe. <laughs> that is absolute opulence. <laughs> yeah. This is just out there. We didn't know. I feel like I did know. I didn't know the video was didn't out there. Need. Yeah, no, I don't know never what to really think of the whole I'd, thing. Never really thought I'd uh, see Hunter getting a foot job. I, ne- I certainly never thought I would see anyone smoking crack while crack. receiving a foot yeah, job. Yeah, that, that probably would have stayed off my bingo card forever. Yeah, fair enough there um no i mean i i don't don't know what to make of the whole hard drive thing like there's some clear indications that there's real stuff on there yeah so and i don't know that i have any indication other than like you know general suspicion to indicate that there's any not real stuff on there i agree i think it's frustrating the um, proof that it's real seems to me much stronger and more direct than the proof that it's not real right but does it actually implicate people like the you know to the degree that no, people are I, saying it does that, I I'm think is still comfortable uh, voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, you would look past and you're <laughs> you just stick to policy wise, many other things. So I think that's a pretty small deal. And that's why I think. It's and pretty- like, uh, I, I, I think I am still casting the vote for the least corrupt candidate. If, if I'm a corruption voter, I think that Joe Biden is comparatively OK with me. Yeah. So it's uh, it's frustrating as we've talked about forever, because you'll hear people say like, well, the left, whenever Trump won in 2016. And I'm like, this is, I, you don't know what the left is. No one on the left was that, was, had a hard on for Russia. Like the center left, yeah. slight, probably more center. They cared. I never gave, dude, we barely I mean, you know, ever talked about that shit. Like people who like, the kind Barely. of person that would get mad about uh, people caring about Russia. Well, you know, I don't know. But I'm just saying, Republicans are not, like, uh, making a real... Like, they're never going to care about... Like, if you are, if you have ever voted Democrat, then you're the left. Yeah, right. You know, like, these are only intra-party... Like, they have different definitions in there. And they're never going to acknowledge your definitions. And that's okay. They yeah, have probably I, definitions that you don't want to get into. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I agree. But to my just my larger point is just like I've heard a lot of this in the last few days of like, uh, well, I mean, when Trump won in 2016, Democrats, the left, they were all saying it was stolen. I'm like, I don't remember thinking that at all. Oh, they, you were blaming it on Russia. No. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I pretty well knew that the they fact run that he a didn't receive the popular vote bothered me quite a bit. Sure, but that's factual. 
Yeah. Like that's just a, and that's more of an upset. But with I would the have said, like, that, you know, I felt like it was stolen under those grounds. I mean, on the one hand, different. we agreed you to these that. rules. Yeah, but I'm just saying they, they, they would pro- like if the person was arguing and you'd stonewall them there, I think they'd probably move on to the next thing pretty quickly. But just the idea of like missing ballots and it's stolen and it's not being yeah, counted yeah, yeah. properly. And, no, it's not the and same thing. You only won because of Russia and all this shit. Like, it, it frustrates me when people are like, I almost feel like in a conversation with with a family member or something, I'm probably going to hear, well, I mean, you thought that it was stolen in 2016. No. Well, I mean, you probably thought, well, I'll tell you, well, it was stolen in 2016 from Bernie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, you yeah. probably thought just, you know, you cared about Russia. All the t- no, no, no. Reveal no, a lot listen. more harm to Bernie than any other candidate. <laughs> it's emails. really incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> The idea it's that really she's incredible. throwing it for uh, against Trump, uh, yeah, not not too much in in the Podesta stuff there. And who's the person you've heard complain about it the least? That's right. It's because he's an honorable man. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think I've brought this up to you yet. And there's a chance because you've taken to prefacing when you might be about to upset me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that for you right now. Well, if you could just continue to talk about the Notre Dame Clemson game, I you've can't got that. Being so I feel upset. better about it now. Um, but and this is a possible betraying of confidence. Although okay. I checked with my shooter, okay, that I have everywhere. Go um, ahead. I have no idea what this is. Your jet ski content is phenomenal. Fuck, dude, just get to it. What do you want? Uh, much like the time that you thought. That you could probably cop a jet ski for oh, God damn it, for two hundred dollars. You got ratted out for thinking that just with a possible oil whatever, change, dude. you might have been pu- pushing triple digits on the said, water. I'm, whatever, I'm, you're not going to get me to like fucking have this argument because I know the you know, whatever. I, you get you're tempted to get me to defend a position that I don't hold. So good luck with all that. But I'm just saying, it said one hundred five on the speedometer, and then it had a separate speedometer. Uh, like on, so it's got two screens on it, right? I got to explain this stuff to you. You know, you don't understand PWCs to this level. So, uh, been 160 on water before you got, you got the left, uh, but you weren't looking at the tachometer for that dude. Uh, left screens giving you your, uh, your speed and the right screen. It's a variable thing where you can have a, you can have a timer, you can have the temperature and you can have kilometers per hour on that screen. Okay. So I thought that if you were interested in kilometers per hour, you would just put it up on that screen. Why would you have a setting where you could put kilometers up on both screens? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. That's what I'm saying. So whenever I read the speedometer, I assume that's in miles per hour, but we've gotten it worked on. And uh, it was not in miles per hour. So I was, I, the number was, the real number was lower than I thought it was. So, but I mean, this was like a two minute text conversation <laughs> well, with Justin. It was funny, and so did I. Where like, I why. looked it up. Then like five minutes, two minutes later was like, you know, fucking, okay. Yeah, I guess it was uh, kilometers per so hour. So explain no this to me. Are you like, do you think that in the tune up that they replaced the speedometer? What what do you mean? No, it's just it's a setting. Like right. I, I I walked back out and put it back on miles per hour. Okay. Do you have any idea how f- goddamn fast 105 on a jet ski? I mean, if you've like done you 160, fl- I think the 105 would be no trouble for me. Well, obviously it was in a boat. Yeah, it was I know. in a speed boat, and it was jet on skis glass. Jet skis go faster than boats in 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 general. 
Yeah, but this was like the fastest boat on earth that that Soroy guy took us on. And it's I, one of the better jet skis. It's super high output, dude. Do you know a hundred and five on a jet ski? Like it probably tops out I, at so, six sixty five. So it you're felt like I was going fast. My nearly, PR MPH is seventy eight. Okay, so respect it. I'm not buying that. Uh, you can buy it or not buy it. I need video. You're capable of doing it now. It, it's it's that one. It doesn't go 78 anymore. It's older. I almost want to buy the same jet ski just to prove. Like, I'm certainly willing to concede they've come a long way in the last 20 years, but 105 is an insane. Like, that jet ski can't go 105. Why are you attempting to argue this? I think like 95% of the jet skis on the market can't touch 100. Yeah, you're right. Like, not even close. I agree. And I'm surprised to hear you say that one goes 78. Like okay. That's, usually they're – see? So you thought I was talking about a high output when I made it clear earlier that it's super high output. <laughs> and it got a tune-up. And it got a tune-up. <laughs> so – Yeah, no, I thought they might have fucked with the governor. That was, that was a theory I worked through, but I I could see it. myself convincing that they had removed a governor, mainly just because that was a concept that I heard a lot about when I was yeah. a kid. Go-kart. Hell yeah. His dad – his dad took the governor. You can't go off, so. 300 if you didn't have this fucking governor. <laughs> Go, like, took the governor off. It's yeah. Like somebody who had a Ford Lightning. Uh-huh. Yeah, they removed the governor. Like, I don't have a clue what that actually means. It's the same agency that uh, gives the thumbs up, thumbs down to the uh, Boston guitars. <laughs> it's just, you're not ready for the, you got to keep the governor off. We'll give you the car, but there's no way you could handle these you're speeds. You're not ready. A member of the general public? Could you imagine what they would do with, the, with that in their hands? From the makers of, his dad had to register his arms because they're deadly weapons. <laughs> he had yeah. to get a permit. Yeah. I saw probably top three weirdest documentary i've ever seen in my life the other day okay i only have a brief moment for you on it did we already watch it no oh no no it's not hunter (laughs) (laughs) you do you know that i have like a slight obsession with the octopus Uh uh-huh is this just the octopus documentary again, or you watched the second octopus Did we t- documentary? I finished it, actually. Okay. Last time, do you want me to tell you what happens so, at the end? back to even. Just it, want the record to reflect. Close. I think I, uh, it's very long. Like, I want to say, well, I guess it's probably only an hour and a half, but last time, I watched about the first 45 minutes and thought... You did say you'd watch the first 45 minutes. I finished it the other day, and it was a long layoff in between. Uh-huh. And I know I, now that you're reminding me, and I guess we're pretty close to even now. I know that I was telling you that pretty close to even. It was, uh, it was. Well, I don't think you remembered it when I when I told you that we talked about it. <laughs> you know, it. eventually. And it was a, a week. This had to have been a couple months. To come back? No, 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 no. I suspected that the man had a romantic interest in the octopus. Uh huh. Yeah. Because that was what the tweet was about. He does not fuck the octopus. I know that, but. So there's a really weird thing at the end, which I did not know about the octopus, which is that I think they have relatively, I always assumed they were one of these animals like turtles that you hear about that just lives forever. I have thought that octopuses were hundreds of years old. So to hear him tell it, and maybe this is a specific species, but it was extremely short, like two years. Hmm. And for the female, it's lower because they basically die when they give birth okay so 
Towards the end, he's like fended a shark off from the octopus, which was pretty badass. Actually, he really more just watched it. But the coolest thing the octopus did the whole time, aside from rebuffing this human's advances sexually, like is being chased by a shark in the reef and just collects rocks and shells and just balls up into almost like an armadillo style, like impenetrable fortress. And the shark is like, you know, befuddled. And it was cool as shit. That's awesome. Shark leaves. They got footage of all this? Oh, yeah. Wow. So you know how that's like Kristen was saying that she thinks that a lot of the like hunting and chase scenes in nature documentaries are extremely stitched together. Mm-hmm. And I would generally agree. Yeah. But this is one guy in the water. And so he's how much following the action. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same shark, clearly. And it's definitely the same octopus. He'll let you know that. So the shark leaves. And the next day or so, he goes back down there. They're frolicking. And dude, he, I'm talking like he's in the water with this octopus on its his chest like it's a puppy or a one-year-old. And he's just petting the octopus. And it's... That's tight. It's pretty badass. Yeah. He goes back the next day. Mm-hmm. The very next day, because he says right there, and they keep cutting back to him in like the documentary style where you're about to do a tough part here. Yeah. And he says, and that was the last day that we ever had physical contact. Mm. She's he, like, I got a boyfriend. He goes back the next day and he's like, I could tell immediately something was not right. And I approached the den. And there I see the other male octopus. And I'm like, you got fucking cucked. <laughs> it was. It was. I got, got a boyfriend. You got cucked. Yeah, I don't want to give like you the wrong idea. He's got his armor. He's like, yeah, we don't take too kindly to the human folk around here. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's it. My time is my time here is done. But he keeps coming back, and he's like on the periphery Been for the next month or so. Invested by a better man. He's just kind of peering through the window, watching Ultimate hey, Cuck style fall. What are you guys move. doing? Yeah, you ever think about me? Slowly dies because that's what they do. The female, and I think this happens a lot in nature. Like they mate, they give, and their process of giving birth is so arduous that they just die. Yeah, and they wither away. And she literally just started piece by piece, like falling off into the ocean and he openly wept oh you know sure yeah which i felt like making fun of at first Mm -hmm. but it's like a dog except like he met the second smartest animal on earth you gonna cry about your dog you little bitch probably yeah i know me too probably and maybe maybe the dumb animal it's easier to cry for i don't know I'm not sure. Like the dog doesn't really know what's going on for the most part. It doesn't have a temporal sense of its existence, you know? Like I think the octopus, they bill it anyways as being smart enough that it, it has might, a personal history. Yeah, that it, like it seems like it. Yeah. Whereas I don't know that the dog does. So, anyways, I just I had not seen the uh wife wife banged by neighbor while while husband watches scene of my octopus teacher and now i have Mm -hmm. so i wanted to make sure you knew about it (laughs) yeah yeah no it does sound like something i uh i watched the witch again yesterday uh you you is that on your radar you familiar with it i feel like you've told me about it 
I think I mentioned on the podcast whenever the guy, or I might have just, I mean, I did a podcast about the witch on the movie podcast whenever I saw it. But um, the dude who made it, like, was doing an Ask Me Anything, and someone asked him something about, like, uh, you know, like, it's it's set in, like, pre-America America, like colonial times, you know, first uh, pilgrims over kind of deal. So it's a Salem thing. A little bit, but not really. I got to be honest. You could give me a hundred year window and I bet I would miss it on that. It's got to be on Salem 15, 16, but yeah, I think it's got to be 15, 16. I, I would say 16, 17. That would I'm, be wild. I bet 16. I that bet would be 16. wild. I think it's got to be 16 because if it's got to be. Because it would be pretty disturbing if in the part of the country where we decided, let's no, no, found no, no, this no, no, thing. No, 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 I'm telling you, dude. That's very much, that's where I'm going. Okay. Well. <laughs> I mean, you know, possibly, maybe not. But I'm just saying, I'm just watching this. And so I, I'm, I'm tr- by giving you the anecdote about the director, I'm trying to establish that this is uh, a pretty serious attempt to portray what things were actually like at the time. So, like, there's a note at the end of the movie that most of the dialogue, you know, I mean, who knows how much exactly was, like, lifted from period sources. Journals and such. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, any time that people would be like, there was a fucking witch in the village, you know, to the extent that they had the ability to document what was going on, that was worth documenting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so... uh, there was an AMA where someone asked him something about like the period accuracy of it. And he like just cut and pasted a list of like 50, like his 50 things that bothered him. And it was like, well, in this scene, the uh, shirt she's wearing, that kind of thread was a technique that wasn't invented until about 10 years after the movie. Uh, like, oh. but I'm just, I'm, I'm saying that this is a man who has gone to an ex- incredible length to portray things is like, to the best extent that we can give you what it was like during these times, he is giving it to you. And you just watch it and like the incredible trauma introduced every single second of every single day into these people's lives. Like that's one way, but there's a lot of ones, but that's one way that like they are not really living on the same earth that we lived on in any kind of real sense. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, the, we, we can see like the small change of things over time and, and like properly slot that in our head, like the move from a boxy cell phones that you could only have in cars to ones you could carry to the ones that we have now. Like that's the kind of pace of change that we can, uh, properly appreciate, but like, there's a much larger pace of change that like you can't really square. And, uh, I don't know, I, I, there's probably a lot that you can do with those thoughts and like, you know, I would encourage everyone to think on it some more, but uh, certainly a thought I did is like, y'all listen to these guys' constitution. Yeah. Now you can tell where I was going earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Originalism. (laughs) Gotta stick to the guns. Like Like, you, like 50 years earlier, you were putting people in vats of boiling water to determine the degree to which they were a witch. <laughs> and I mean, the witch stuff, certainly. But like, even without it, just the, you know, the, the father. So they, the, the family gets cast out because they have religious disagreements with the village. Um, and then like, they're, a village. they're alone in the, you know, like they've, you know, in America, like on the, the continent they're standing on, there's no one willing to like 
associate with them really. Like he trades with Indians at one point, but like that's it. Um, and so it's you know you're just scratching out, uh, you, you're living as as best you can. And so it's just the dad also trying to teach the son about their religion because, you know, it's a religion. Like, he felt so strongly about his religion that he got cast out of, uh, they call it the plantation. Um, And, like, just, you know, as we're all well aware, it's a very, like, cruel and unforgiving religion, you know? Um, It's constant, like, you know, you are sin kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know that there was, I, I don't think Justin Bieber's pastor had an analog back then, you know, of like the guy being like, <laughs> it's all God's love, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just the people who'd be like, you know, you're an awful, like just giant piece of shit. And if you cannot be a piece of shit for one second, that's just the grace of God. Like nothing else, dude. Cause you, Joyless. you are terrible. And like you, 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 I, I can't see a way to how you would have Justin Bieber's preacher because, like, that's the message that is constantly being sent to you by your environment. Like nature is telling you, like nothing comes easy. Like you know, most of the people you know died like really, really young. Like you know, they died in horrible ways. Like just this catastrophic losses that you have to deal with all the time. You've almost certainly lost a child. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as a given. And then yeah. it, it doesn't seem any easier, you know? Yeah. Like you would think that the commonness of the experience would blunt it some, but that's not what's being portrayed in the film, I can say with certainty. Um, and it just it just strikes me that like th- those, like I don't mean this in like a, uh, as a, a preface to genocide or something, but like those people are not humans in the way that we understand humans, you know? Like I, I don't know that scientifically that there's something so different, but like, your environment has some effect on you. The environment was so drastically more violent and uh, unforgiving than ours that, like, you know, like the the most, like, I just if if one of them, any like the best suited person in that time would have been regarded as like a terribly traumatized person now. And, you know, just back to uh, the, you know, the themes that we've been discussing through a couple episodes here, uh, you know, like uh, Trump uh, wanting to destroy all of Obama's accomplishments because he felt bad that Obama made fun of him in that room. Uh-huh. Like, uh, hurt people hurt people, you know? Like, uh-huh. uh, and, and you're talking about an entire society where necessarily every single one of them is a deeply hurt person. Uh, I don't know. It's, God, uh, I'm going to spin it for you. Yeah. Doesn't that make the fact that there's anything remotely redeeming in the Constitution that much more impressive? It really is. Like, yeah, yeah. You, uh, guy who is always dirty, your fucking fingernails are all nasty, probably don't even have all ten. Uh, lost a couple kids. Your wife is certainly gone and child. I don't think we should have to keep these troops at our house if we don't want to <laughs> like why would <laughs> the fact that you have the grace to come up with that and i think trials should not be long <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah. All, all of my fruit is rotten like yeah I've never i haven't had a solid stool in my entire yeah, life but he's worried about the, tri- <laughs> the fucking mechanics of trials god bless him <laughs> that's actually more impressive yeah no, you know, I like this is like uh, very earliest colonial times. Yeah, but it's uh, only about two hundred years apart, though one hundred fifty years apart. 
Yeah, but I and I would think that in 1776 there were parts of the country that were experiencing Still, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, by by the time like, you know, Ben Franklin was living in a, a city that probably looked a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's buildings of it still standing. You know? Right. Um, this is interesting though because Dan reminded me of something the other day. Whenever um, I was initially obviously very against the idea of watching Game of Thrones, uh-huh. and I remember the dragon thing, but Dan was like. <laughs> Didn't you also have some sort of hang up on watching shows where it looks like most of it takes place in the woods? And I was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. And this is a violation of your computer law. Unless they had. Yeah. Know, no, no, you're right. Yeah, no, it definitely is. MacBooks. Um, it just, you know, it seemed like an interesting enough uh, whole deal. And, you know, I like horror movies. But, uh, yeah, no, that I, I definitely uh, felt like it was on similar ground to my one other non computers movie, Silence. Um, just like. It, Inter- religion is very interesting if you go back several years several hundred <laughs> years like uh just the the you know like the actual christian experience in jesus's time is like an incredibly fucking metal story like of course yeah one um, of the most and then you know like the the ways in which that like fucking echoed through time where like you know a lot of people either intentionally or not intentionally like experience that for themselves you know, of like the the persecution and the being tested and all the, the that stuff. You know, well, as a guy who just reviewed Armageddon and watched it for the one hundredth time, I will tell you that <laughs> Harry Stamper is a Christ story. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah I will go. Yeah. No, of course, it I is. will go. My son will live. Yeah, I will save the world. That's right, because it's my time. I was sent here to do this. It might be the best Christ-like representation. Are you going to start going in, to church? In history of text. No, but that's another thing I was just thinking just now is... Going to church? No, but as much as like I bag on you know, my upbringing in the church, because I do think you know, it's all the stuff we've talked about, and I'm sort of staring it down with, with the kid right now and how, you, how we're going to handle all that. But um, in, in hindsight, and really in the moment mostly, I did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were small pockets of time where I would get swept up in it. That's what camps are for, big time. So they can wall you off. Yeah, make a play. But it's almost like you almost have to give credit to whatever. I it probably isn't until like the eighties, maybe even the nineties. Like the concept that church could be fun, like in its it. That has to be relatively new. And like we joke about oh, the, sure. the mega church and Creflo Dollar having a G6 or whatever. And I'm not saying you need all that. And maybe one come, they come together, comes with the dinner type thing. But that, you know, we're really living through the only period in time where church was not exactly as you described it a minute ago. Yeah. Where they gave you a kick ass Stratocaster and a double bass drum and, you know, turned it into the Grammys. And yeah, no, I that's mean, not know, the part of church uh, I didn't like back then. I liked the worship part. I went to enough. school with plenty of people whose parents remembered the other way and uh, had instilled in them the idea that anything else was like pretty wrong. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I kind of like their energy. I don't know that I'd be able to mount a real vigorous, uh, like, I, I do not believe that uh, modern drums are the work of Satan. No. But, but I, you know, 
Well, it's it does the, seem like they're more serious than the rest of the people. And like those other those fucking drum guys say they're about it. I don't know. It seems like these guys are about it. No, I know what you mean, and I think it's it it's an easier sell, which is the weird. jean skirt folks are about it. Yeah, yeah, you're you're uh, University of Dallas Ankle brethren length jean skirts. Yeah, I, because it's an easier sell, and we're delving way into something that we know nothing about, you know, philosophically, but. In a weird end around, you would think it would be an easier sell to be like, look, uh, we have uh, cool lights and we're not going to make you feel bad the whole time you're here. But I think it's actually probably an easier sell that, oh, that's just, they just want the easy way. Like, this is a religion. It's not supposed to be easy. The whole message here is that it's going to be hard and that it's worth it. So the jean skirts and the, you know, extremely boring services are actually you're you're yeah. actually the you're actually living a, a more christ-like right. yeah yeah of course like you know you, you yeah he didn't want to die dude uh you know i mean like on some level he did but like he didn't think about it i was thinking about this too um as we get into the age of you know obviously with a lot of daycares are um set up to be religious right mm-hmm this is something we've talked about a lot over the years, you and I personally and both uh, recorded and not recorded. It's a little bit weird to me that it's so easy for people to comprehend the idea that we have a different, a different criminal justice system or at least it's codified differently for people that are below a certain age, which is a pretty obvious understanding that we realize there's things that their brain can't understand. There's morality that they're not developed enough to understand. Their actions, there are things going on up there. Almost no one would tell you that they want to put an 11-year-old to death if they killed somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are people, but you could yeah. probably get about a 90% consensus, yeah. 95 in the country. Yeah. But whenever you try to sell someone on the idea that we should not be talking to small children about existential philosophical questions like, uh, heaven and hell or uh, really death or salvation or any of those things like people look at you like you're an alien and i guess it's just one of those we've just always done it that way so it's not weird to people but and it's also you know obviously some amount of strategic to it yeah get an early get a, a verbal commitment before their sophomore year and you can lock probably your quarterback not in. going to be ideas that you know if that are going to seem obvious to them if you only introduce them when they're 18. That's very true. That's very true. And, you know, people would also think you were crazy if people would think you were absolutely nuts if they found out that you were uh, taking your kid to a school where they not were not religious, but where they were actively planting anti-religious ideas in the kid's head. Mm -hmm. like that probably doesn't exist <laughs> yeah i don't know that it needs to right but i don't know it's the flip side of something that everyone accepts as normal yeah like if the small, no it's no dude yeah religious schools are weird but even sure. the very light one you know and, and just like you know even if it's not religious schools just the concept of a youth group which in a sense it could just be like babysitting for parents who want to go to to worship but they don't do that. They don't babysit you. They start to talk to you about things that you're in no position to understand. 
Yeah, and, I mean, the daycare I went to was in a church, but it was not a church of the religion that I belonged to, and I can't recall a single time that a teacher mentioned anything about anything. Yeah, and I think that's how most of them are. Yeah. But just the, the idea of, of introducing these concepts to children, it just struck me the other day as odd that it's like, I was thinking, all right, well, what are some other areas where we definitely understand? Ki- oh, yeah, like the the main one, the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we all pretty well agree on that yeah no that's that's it i i agree i hadn't thought about it that way but yeah they're they're capable of making distinctions there that yeah they, they don't seem interested in and uh religious education are you ready for the uh in our last moments here the last moments what time long have we been going it's like 45 minutes oh, okay we got. this might take at least 15. at least another 45 to go you haven't even gotten to the second drive uh <laughs> For anyone who thought that you were just going to have like the end of your headache a few days ago, like I don't know when it ends, but the vaccine thing, man, like we've now rolled on to fighting over, hey, look, this was released at a pretty suspicious time. And I got to be honest. I also, yeah. (laughs) I got to be honest. (laughs) It don't look good. (laughs) However... I will tell you that you know, like, what are you going to do about it, motherfuckers? Uh, but yeah. Well, what, so my next thought was, I would have right, given it a little longer. What's the date where it would? <laughs> right? I, have you thought if that? I if I were rigging it, I would have given it longer. Right. Right. Score a couple. Miss a couple questions here. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's aim for a ninety-one. Yeah. Not a hundred. So uh, first but, business day after the race is called seems, uh, you know, what would have been. A good date. <laughs> I mean, more. I just know. I know. I know. I needed more to feel feel sure. And it's complicated too because I've heard the Daily talk about this a few times, where they interviewed the German, the lead lady on the German team, a couple times. Okay. And it's really confusing because I don't understand how this stuff works. So I was hitting Justin up about it this morning. Uh, like, how much credit does the Trump administration deserve for for this? Because it seems weird to me on its face that, okay, this uh, vaccine, at least the one that we're hearing about right now, the Pfizer one, was not developed by the Trump administration or even funded. They gave them no, no money. Only Germany did. However, yeah, I they mean, bought $2 billion of it yeah, in advance, which yeah. certainly helps you keep going. And the AstraZeneca, and I don't know what the other, I can't remember what the other one is. Like, if somehow the U.S. government ceased to be, would this all have happened in the exact same way? I think the pretty clear answer is no. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think they probably still would have developed this one. They just would have had no market for it to the tune of being able to churn it out as quickly as they're going to be able to. Yeah, I'm not saying they never would have came up with a vaccine, but like, yeah, it, it would take longer. Right. I mean, if the, they didn't I mean, if they didn't need maybe. those resources, they wouldn't have accepted the resources. They needed those resources. Right. I don't know if they need what I'm saying is I don't know if they needed it to get it to this point. Like I don't know if they needed the American money to get it just to the point where they've hit the threshold of positives. Yeah, I don't know. Out of the 40,000 people. And that's why Pfizer has gone like out of their way to be like, yeah, we weren't associated with uh, de- on the, the development side with warp speed at all. And they come back the next day and they're like, but we certainly are excited to sell, you know, and excited to take their money. But, okay, so on one hand we have, uh, I'm not 
really sure exactly how much credit the American government deserves for this one in particular, but we're going to need more than one. So it doesn't matter because those other two that the Americans did fund are going to happen. I'm going to take all three. <laughs> Cocktail it up. Yeah. Uh, throw in a little liqueur or something, a little Long yeah. Island. Um, Lemon juice. The part that initially made no sense to me was that on one hand, you had people saying, we have to be so thankful and grateful to the president and his administration for getting this done. And I think it's a little bit fishy that it's coming out now a week later. My first thought was, motherfucker, if I develop something that could have saved my ass, I am releasing it right at the time I needed to save my ass. Like, I'm not going to wait until a week later and be like, Oh, thank me, uh, thank me now, but I guess I'm already out. That's like that doesn't make any sense to me. What are you saying? What I'm saying is those are contradictory ideas. The people that are like, "Yeah, Mike Pence, you're right. Uh, this is entirely because of Trump and because of the Americans and because of the administration," are also the same people that are like, "Boy, I feel like this information is being released late to uh, to kneecap Trump and his election opportunities." But it's like, yeah, if it was all up to him and he deserved all the credit. You can be pretty sure that he also would have put made sure that the information was out in time. To, to I don't think to, that's accurate. I, I think that the government, you know, makes this funding deal, but that doesn't mean like they control Pfizer. No, but you would think that one week, six days later, they could have like beforehand they could have been like, "They got any uh any news?" <laughs> Uh, Are you kidding me? I'm positive that they were like hitting him up constantly, being like. Hey, uh, I don't give a shit what you got. Release your goddamn press release. And I think there was one thing they did where they asked the FDA asked them maybe a month or so ago to change, maybe change the number that they were looking at that they needed to have as the positive threshold before they could consider it, you know, having achieved efficacy. Um, but I don't know. It just seems like you would you might have a little birdie hum in your ear and be like, "Hey, you can say it." We're going to have it. We're going to have it by the end of the year. So I don't know, like, I don't know if that would have, I bet it probably would have swayed the election. Mm, I don't know. A little I mean, bit. Depends on when, because if you're talking about like on uh, Monday, they said it, most people had voted by then. Yeah. But even if, even if we went back two weeks, we're only talking about a three week discrepancy between like the best news America has had. In nine months. And <laughs> uh, I'm not doing anything until, like, uh, when I can go to my doctor and get one, that's the best news I've received. No, the, I agree. The idea that at some point I might, well, that's about where I've been the whole time. And I want to be clear, too, that after talking to him and reading some other stuff, they do deserve some credit for this. Because just having more Government? of the, Yeah, just yeah, having more of I them agree. in the pipeline. Um, but those are not to the point where they could have, you know, released any news on it. I mean, it's the U.S. government. Like... It would be crazy if they didn't do something, you know, like. Well, that's what's interesting is that I think Pfizer and these other two companies have a different idea on the strings they wanted attached to taking money. And I don't think Germany asked for much in the way of strings at all. Yeah. And the other, I think Merck, maybe. If you're telling me that other countries did it better, I believe you. I don't know if they did it better. They just didn't really care about having as many like hands involved. And you've got to, we've got to be involved in this as America did with their other two, uh, like clinical trials. Yeah. And I, they seemingly kind of just got unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> like you had a, you had a two and three chance. Yeah. 
At least uh, for the three leading ones. So, um, talking about a little bit more election stuff, I think that uh, it seems like one of the large questions to emerge is why there were so many more Republican voters than 2016, right? Like, yeah. that, that Biden was able to produce uh, extra Democrats at a faster rate than, or at a greater rate than Trump was able to produce extra Republicans. But he produced just a shit ton of extra Republicans comparatively, which, you know, uh, the average person that we know would not have expected that. Um, and I had I, I have a thought on it that's uh, probably pretty simplistic, but I don't feel like I see other folks talking about it. And maybe because it's too dumb and they don't <laughs> want to look dumb for talking about it. But I also think it's true. So. I think one of the biggest things, and this is partly supported by a 538 article, but I think it's also supported by common sense, and that's what I'm built on. 538, which I heard was named after uh, yeah, the number yeah, of yeah. votes separating. It is crazy that it was one number off. Yeah. It's 537. But, but it's also crazy that someone with a million followers is just like, well, it, you know, let it rock. And then you don't delete? I don't have a high degree of trust in her regardless. I don't know much about Joy Reid. Uh the homophobic blog post thing like she so you know she's been blogging for a long time uh some of those you know back a long time ago uh did not appear to have an attitude about homosexuals that she currently holds and whenever confronted with that she was like well i think this is a clear case of hacking <laughs> okay <laughs> and then msnbc was like uh yeah i don't know maybe it was uh anyway she's still employed wow well I mean, I, with, with takes like this you know like the how could you run away from her the uh blog post thing i don't know i don't really want to get bogged down in like the content of the posts um it but was, she wasn't like 17 she wasn't 17 <laughs> but it's also not like uh you know we should grind them up and exterminate them or anything you know like, like the, uh the <laughs> trumpets yeah, I don't know what we're talking about it for this guy. He wants to, he wants to electrocute all of them. Or whatever yeah, it was. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Still the, no, she's she wasn't such a cruel, uh, but Mike Pence level uh, hatred towards homosexuals. But it it's just the the like like clearly wasn't a hacker. <laughs> like the yeah. fact that she thinks she can look at me with a straight face and be like, it was a hacker. Yeah, uh, it was, it somehow copied my years of syntax and yeah i like, find that offensive uh so that that you know i've really hurt her standing in my eyes to be honest but no um i think that the average marginal voter the average person who like you know might vote sometimes is thinking about it but isn't really engaged i think one of the most common things you th that you hear whenever you ask them about their decision making there is like it's not going to come down to my vote anyways like the, you know this whole thing is happening more or less outside of me and uh it doesn't need me so i'm not going to participate um and that's even more so with something like voting for you know a candidate who feels like they're not going to win you know like i think there was a lot of people who didn't vote for bernie at certain points in the primary because dude I, there was probably even points in that in 2020 that there was some people who were like well i do love the ideas but he doesn't have a chance i've never seen anyone like that get elected in my life i mean so. i definitely pulled that move in 2016 yeah yeah so oh, i, I think that's a common thing 
uh, for like the the kinds of people who make up a large part of the electorate, that's a consideration they're making. And if you will recall, I know you can because you lived through it. Uh, the entire world was a hundred percent sure that Donald Trump had no chance. Mm-hmm. He was about Bernie level, like you know, he was one of the two major candidates. But like everyone listening to me, we don't have any four year olds listening to the podcast, so you all can recall back to what it was like then. Uh, you know, the public has never been more certain about a thing in their entire lives. So I think a lot of people were like, he's got some good points, but I'm not going to take time out of my day. So he loses by a little less. And then they find out, in fact, it is quite possible that he could do that. Uh, and they're like, well, fuck just, I got to keep him in office. Like, yeah, I'll, now I know it's, it's real. He could need me and, uh, and showed up. What do you think? It's just a bandwagon effect, basically. Yeah, yeah. Nate Silver doesn't know about it, but I've I've kind of cracked the code. Yeah, no, I think you should uh, you should probably replace Joy Reid. Is, is it just Joy Reid? I think it's Joy Ann. Joy Ann. Joy Ann. Reed. Joy Ann. Morning Joy. Joy Ann. Joy Ann. Joy Ann. Reed. Two ends. I think that's a pretty interesting theory. I mean, in Ann, I I think it might be two. Mm-hmm. Uh. I, you know, I, I I haven't done like I've kind of done the the attempt to decompress on actual election coverage because uh-huh. I do think exit polls are really interesting. Okay. Well, maybe not. <laughs> what a statement. Exit poll. Oh, I think it's interesting. <laughs> exit polls, or let's just say this, maybe not as much exit polls, but I like the uh, even state by state looking at the breakdown of several different demographic factors and how that broke down. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. The obvious ones are, you know, you know, race, gender, age, uh, income level. But there's lots of other stuff that I think is like, <laughs> I mean, you know, when I saw in uh, the the on Hell Week, which was pretty shocking. Heck, we know we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Just the graphic of ranking your important issues, like the uh, by red v blue, like it was like seventy two percent economy. For Republicans, and then they literally had the gall to put like three percent racism at the bottom or racial justice. Ever Democrats, it was you know pretty evenly dispersed, and coronavirus was number one. And so I think stuff like that is interesting. My know? number one is the uh, transgender bathroom thing. Uh, mine is wrestling at the high school <laughs> yeah. level. Yeah, high school wrestling. Actually, Jesus no. Fucking Christ, these people, Jake. It's just yeah, no, we're doomed too. I don't know if you've noticed, but. If you've kept track at all of of not of election stuff, but of transition Mac team, Mac begs his re- wrestling uh, career. No, in the cabinet. I just mean I don't think I don't think a new day has dawned. Like I read that uh, that AOC interview on Sunday, and she's like, like I don't really know what else you need to see. Like people of color just voted ninety five percent or whatever it was Democratic in Detroit. Largely, we're responsible for flipping Georgia and possibly taking another Senate seat. And you're over here fucking talking to me about John Kasich? Like, I don't want to hear about John Kasich right now. Like, I don't want to hear about any, but that's absolutely who's going to fill that cabinet out. So, Uh, you know, wait and see. I'm not willing to get depressed about it before it happens, dude. My number one issue, though, um, and I wish I could claim this as my own, but there's like literally a Twitter account that exists for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the Third Amendment okay? <laughs> like every, there's an account that every single debate 
They were just like, why is no one talking about the possibility of a new Supreme Court justice forcing me to quarter a troop? <laughs> like, yet another day passes in this election cycle and no comments from any of our elected officials yeah. on the possible overturning of I the won't third do it. Amendment. <laughs> I third won't amendment. do it. No. Kicking and screaming. You can take my my uh freedom of speech pre press religion assembly take it all i'm not letting i'm not letting some 22 year old marines private first class own. smith is gonna oh. sleep in the fucking backyard if i have anything to say about no, it because i can see my wife and she looks excited so i'm not i'm not doing it all right that's all i got tc i got more things jake okay i want to tell you about uh so yesterday uh it took Took the kid to the park, right? Park dead. And uh, I went, uh, we have an amazing bounty of parks. This might be one of the most park-rich areas in the United States. And so I take her to uh, the closest park because we're getting a little bit of a time crunch. And uh, she gets mad if she has to leave the park early. So we're trying to get maximized park time. Mm -hmm. But that park is uh, full on the swings. There's really only one swing there that's the kind of swing that she uses and so it's probably going to be a while before we can get on that swing. I don't know if she's going to take that well. I say there's another park right there. Let's keep on driving. And uh, I actually was going to a different park and found there was a park even closer that I'd never heard of. Like, you know, I Google the parks and I, it never come up. So I, I don't know. I, Poor you know, PR from this park. Yeah, but, uh, you know, stunning. Like, I mean, it was literally across the street. Like, one was on one side of Royal. The other one's on the other side of Royal. Like, yeah. It seems foolish to even clarify that you could walk because it's so obvious you could walk. But anyways, great great situation, number of parks. So, you know, all parks are kind of like, uh, they usually like kind of dig out and then put the wood chips. So the wood chips are a little lower than the rest of the surrounding basin. And uh, this was, you know, at some elevation. Most of these parks are built along that creek, so there's some topography going on anyways. And then they uh, had uh, shrubs kind of around the, the top side of the park. So as we're approaching the park, uh, can't really see it is what I'm trying to demonstrate. It's like uh, when the – what was the – in Land Before Time? The gully? No, no. That's Fern Gully. Yeah, yeah. But in Land Before Time, they had uh, – they're like Oasis. It's a great shot. The first time they can't see it, they can't see it. And then they just get there, and it's yeah, it's glorious. Yeah, I love those movies, by the way. Uh, shouldn't have had as many of them because we should have had more time for extra gremlins. That's how <laughs> I, I feel. I, I saw that pitch coming. I know and you I, did. I paused. I didn't. Um, but anyway, so uh, we're walking up to this park, and uh, you know, I'm just eyeing those swings, to see how many we got open. And in fact, it looks to me like we've got the entire park empty, which is a fucking bounty and a half. You know, like I hate seeing other people. Like getting a little solo park time with the kid, that is awesome. So I'm getting excited. Then I turn the corner from the shrubs, and uh, there's just the skinhead sitting there. Like, man with an entirely shaved head and tattoos on you know, the rest of his body. Uh, and he like kind of gets up and starts like just doing crunches on like their pull ups on the, the monkey bars. Wow. So there was a reason, possibly, why this why this park was uninhabited. You might not have been the first. Might not have who been. Who turned the corner and thought, who knows? Oh, okay, it's core day. And I mean, like, like I said, it's it's like Kyle. it's like Royal and Marsh. Like this is not like 
a place where you would think it's incredibly possible that it would be a skinhead workout spot. Do you? And I mean, I've had, is it is it fair to call him a skinhead? I was going to say know? that's a little. I mean, like he had like the literal look, but I, I wasn't examining his tattoos. I don't I don't know the content of them. Yeah, it could have been like uh, past the Green New Deal. Yeah, <laughs> Dead Kennedys guy. Maybe more is what I was thinking along the lines oh, okay. of. Uh, that seemed plausible enough. Uh, and there was like a good ten minutes in because. Like I said, we're on a time crunch. I just played at that park, dude. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know. There's two of you, one of him. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess Stomp so. Stomp out if you need to. <laughs> I guess so. Um, but, uh, you know, like probably like 10 minutes in, you know, she's like walking by him or something. He's like, how are y'all two doing? I was like, pretty good. How about you? And he's like, you know, working up a sweat. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. um you know it's fine i'm i'm not really here to like uh complain or say that something must be done it's just a his, little shocking his taxpayer dollars pay for that park as much as mine but yeah it, it never really occurred to me that i was going to face a solo adult in the park because it seemed like an, an interesting workout spot great valley by the way um <laughs> yeah yeah did uh do you think that if you have ever been to prison, making a lot of assumptions here, do you think that when you get out, if you just – first of all, how many of do you think continue to work out like they do in prison? Zero. Zero? Nah, more than zero, but – Well – Less than 100. Because I know like – By a lot. I think TV and movies would make you think that people in prison are a lot more ripped than they actually are. Probably. But my question was going to be for those that do continue to work out. Not a lot of protein shakes in prison. Right. Do you think that they ever go to a real gym or are they just like, I only know this way now? Yeah. It's a fine question. Like I only know monkey bars and push-ups on, you know, I know they have benches in prison and stuff like that. But still, you're doing a lot of body weight and a lot of bars. I think that probably what you're doing the entire time is being like, I can't wait till I get around the advanced machinery of a 24-hour. Yeah, I'd love to get a little rear rear delt yeah. fly machine. <laughs> Goes both ways. Love that. Yeah, I heard they got these air runners out here now. That's I don't know, my experience dude. is that we were just sitting around. Like, it's not like any of it. Like, it doesn't acclimate, dude. Like, I, you know, I don't know in ways, but like. It's not like if you're just did not like, you know, I love uh, cake. If you didn't let me eat cake for 20 years, at the end of that 20 years, like I would just fucking run to go get that cake. It's not like my body would acclimate and be like, yeah, we don't even need cake anymore. Yeah, but there might be a lot of guys who get fit in prison who have literally never gone to a real gym before. I, so but they I'm saying, I think they would love it. They like, might not For that know. reason, they would love it. And I'll, I'll add this on and say they might walk in there and be like, this is fussy as hell like look at all this bullshit you don't that's, need all this stuff that's quite possible like, look how i got like this using well this. not that i just more mean like the the culture yeah. the culture yeah, might just like them. Oh, i gotta wait yeah you gotta yeah. wait like all i the can't stab somebody of etiquette <laughs> right if they're on my shit i can't just walk over and fight them this guy wants to be a fit lawyer so now i gotta fucking waste wait around with this bullshit Did you ask me if i need personal training sessions <laughs> how about you answer that question for yourself yeah exactly yeah, that's uh, – I don't know. But I bet you're right. Most just lose it. Yeah. They lose the fit. Yeah. And then uh, last thing, you know, I, and we're kind of reaching the end, so this probably is going to spark a long conversation. But um, 
you know, obviously, I, I don't really like Joe Biden, to be honest. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking at this whole thing and like, honest, you know, the, the fact that uh, Democrats have such a narrow path to the Senate means that all of the things that Joe Biden was going to do that I might have liked are probably not going to happen. And so, I don't know, I, I, I look around and I'm, I'm not happy. So whenever I see all these other people happy, uh, my first instinct is like, boy, I don't think they really get it. Um, but I don't know. And I, I figure that's what uh, everyone assumes is the stance of this podcast. And I just wanted to say that over the weekend, like I was, I was, you know, it's started there, but then like the more I just kind of saw how excited some people were like, like whatever they called the race, my dad cried. Yeah, no, I mean, and I kind of think that's nuts, but I also like, like you would have cried if anyone. I yeah, oh hell yeah, but he didn't, dude. I know. I'm just saying, um, like, and it's a little different because yours is more tied up in policy than in personality, and something that's a little more tangible than something that's soft yeah. idea. But still. It is emoting over a result of an election. I think that these people are being happy for reasons that I feel like if I was in the mood to be a negative person could uh, have a decent shot at talking them out of. But like... I haven't had one thought of that, dude. I know, I know just even being like joy killjoy guy, like I just haven't... No, I haven't done it at all, but I'm just saying like this is... In my opinion, this is not something to have like unqualified joy over, like not close. Like that does not reflect the reality of the situation. But what I'm here to say, like I feel like that's whatever an Artie probably could tell that we thought. Um, but I, I was like looking, you know, just looking at, I don't know, just like uh, people being happy means a lot to me, you know? Like I want, I want everyone to be happy. And like, you know, it's, it's hearing from some of our friends about what a big deal it meant to them. Like, you know, again, my first reaction is that's not my experience. But, like, I do have a second reaction that's like, man, you know, if it's for, like, that reason or another reason, like, entirely unrelated to politics, if people around me are saying they feel like there's a weight off their shoulders, like, that's just great. That's that's great fucking news. So, and I I'm think happy. It also goes back to our, in a lot of ways, this does not affect you and I as much as it does a lot of other people. And yeah. Affirm, and I mean, on like actual, whether you're, uh, whether it comes down it's to. It's not like our friends are uh, wondering if they're going to the gulags or not. No, but Certainly I mean. my dad's probably. He kept on saying like he doesn't think he could have made it another four years. Well, so I like, mean that. I, well, what's what that? Grounds? Let's just like on the, on the base level say that I do think that there is an argument to be made. And I'm sure there's research out there on this that I have not um, digested. But it does seem to me like racial animosity has been more out in the open for the past four years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just start with the fact that if you're not white, yeah. you may have a possible, even if it's... But I'm only talking even about if whites. It's, <laughs> even if it's completely unrelated to policy, if we're just talking about, again, the soft attitudinal stuff, it's not that hard of a sell to me to say you're probably going to have an easier time. Yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is, uh, you know, thinking about people that aren't you, the degree to which people do that is different for everyone. I might do it too much because it bums me out. Um, that's why I say don't do it as much. And the other thing is just, it strikes me that it's a bit odd, and this may turn quick, 
I don't really feel like over the last four years that that most people who were supporters of the president were like that happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. know they got what they they got ideally the first time that no, I, I know what some, happy people look like. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you know, they took Roseanne. Uh I know, dude. Yeah. They had some they've had a lot of deeply seated uh not only animosity, but beliefs that kind of finally had the main stage. And I think a lot of them, probably not even a majority, but a lot bit down and took it as far as dealing with him. I think back to like that Liz Brunig piece when she came down here and wrote about evangelicals and Trump. Like, look, we don't like the guy, but we've really never had anybody that talks about the stuff or that we think will protect the stuff that we actually believe in. But for the most part, I feel like it was just like a constant battle, not happy. And you know the people who are against the president, whether they're center or full on left, are not happy. Unless you were able to possibly like turn it out into comedy <laughs> and play audio of him talking about Geico ads and pizza. Yeah, it's all right. But I think there's a better chance now that some people who are super stoked on Trump will just be like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm detaching from this. And you know for at least a little while that the people that, are supporters of the president, or at least sort of supporters, will actually experience some level of joy. Because if nothing else, they're just not going to have people yelling at them all the time. Be it on TV, in speeches, like... And I, you know, honestly, I don't know if that would... If Bernie won, that it would have elicited the same experience. I definitely think it would have been better from a health of the country, future of the country standpoint, but... I feel like that could have gotten pretty – that might have not – I don't know if your dad cries. And I think there's more your dads than there are you if Bernie wins. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think it was just the Trump thing, dude. Uh, and you know what? Maybe that's all it is. Yeah. Maybe that's all it is. I mean everyone that I've heard from voice things like that, it's it's not about like excitement around Biden. Like it's it's the – you know. But you might temper that with like, all right, oh, am I just going from one demagogue to another – Am I just going from one guy whose policies I can't stand over here to another guy who's Nah, my dad policies? don't hate Bernie, dude. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of liberal people. Yeah, in their no, 60s some people who, would. Yeah. But I mean, you know, some people hate every candidate. This is where exit polling rocks. No, exit polling <laughs> doesn't rock for anything. And then, uh, yeah, dude, uh, you know, I'll say this and sign off, but uh, I just didn't think it was coming, dude. <laughs> I I'm, thought I thought look, we were going to be in the wilderness for the rest of my life. Look, I'm happy. And now here we are. I'm happy for you. We beat At number this point, one. I hope I hope they make a run because you're already insufferable and, about and it. Maybe so you might as will. well get the full joy. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. It doesn't matter because that's the great thing about this sport. Like I, I love college football because these games matter. Like the playoff changes the calculus some, um, which I don't know. It does bum me out a little bit. I still like the playoff on net, but like you know, it used to be like. In their championship run, the last one, I don't care this about the game against West Virginia. Than... <laughs> Who cares about the game against West Virginia? It's the win against Miami that's the big deal. This is the fucking Miami win, dude. It's exactly the Miami one. It's number one, came to our town, and we fucking sent him out with an L, dude. And no talk of super spreading? Uh, Who cares? Not the president. 
Not the president of the university. Uh, he sent out an email, and oh, I'm like, I saw. boy, that's uh, take some balls. <laughs> you know we have Google, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this Rose Garden thing. It's perfect. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Yep. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.